0: Do lado de dentro, rainha, sou eu Mulher que ama e sabe dar a Deus Eu sei que tudo na vida acontece Quem me conhece Pode lhe dizer Tudo eu espero E toda me entrego Levanto até as paredes De um barracão desabado Mas Deus foi quem me fez nessa vida E eu cumpro ordens de um bom destino Se ele quiser, eu posso querer De dentro Rainha sou eu Mulher que ama E sabe dar a Deus Eu sei que tudo na vida acontece Quem me conhece Pode lhe dizer Tudo eu Toda me entrego Levanto até as paredes De um barracão desabado Mas Deus foi quem me fez nessa vida É, eu posso
1: querer. <risos> First rap, rock, pack okay. mm-hmm.
2: I see that i told you to watch out said you said you were watching and you weren't did you
3: understand
4: Know what you do before you get involved with it
0: Get cold.
4: Never that. We only go straight ahead, never back Find no slack, cause then that would lead to regression. They say the road to hell is often paved with good intentions. Study your opponent, pay attention to how they attack. How should we react? Gotta stay united, keep intact. Stronger, and you know that we last longer if we move as one. Read the signs between the lines and see what's really being done. How to make a slave, that plan is often duplicated. Fight amongst yourselves, you're just being manipulated. Maybe these conditions just ignition to get started. Impatient, too complacent, and lost focus on the target. Sometimes in the darkest night is when you rediscover. At our lowest point is when we really need each other. Keep using and abusing, and there won't be nothing left. It's more than just success, it's a matter of life or death. This is past- just selected, can wallow in your sorrows cause that would not be effective, rejected foolish narratives and everything they're selling us, subjective we ain't buying it filtered what they're telling us, tired of taking losses, investigate all the sources of information, plus we know exactly who their bosses. if it's not good for the goose then I don't want no propaganda, crash the walls and come through force or pass the sledgehammer we know where we're going so we won't be turned around, cause you know if they don't they might just burn it to the ground step out of the shadows cause we know we can't remain anonymous, today is him then Tomorrow they might just come for all of us Before you know it you find out that you're standing on the brink Got no time to think so you gotta rely on instinct Keep eyes on the prize and out the skies is right in front of you Cause when the time comes We're gonna need every one of you nope.
3: trying to make it better. She's a rich
0: girl She don't try to hide it Diamonds on the soles of her shoes He's a poor boy Empty as a pocket Empty as a pocket But nothing to lose Sing tanana, na na She got diamonds on the soles of the shoes
3: Tanan she Shoe Diamonds on the Souls of the Shoes. 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 Diamonds
0: on the souls of the shoes. What's going on everybody? This is Do Me Right, Zimbabwe Legit
5: Official, and I'm listening to, and you are listening to, the one and only Kaya Radio. Stay tuned. And that was Paul Simon and Lady Smith Black Mambazo. When's the last time you heard that song? (laughs) I love that song. Um, welcome back to Kaya Radio, guys. Uh, we are on Nunga 100.9 FM. Kicked off our playlist today uh, with a song by Zenia Destin that was followed by Zimbabwe Legit. Uh, the song that I played you after that was by Do Me Right. So that's the latest project from Do Me Right. Now, Do Me Right is one half of Zimbabwe Lit. They are based in the U.S. right now and they are originally from Zimbabwe. And he talks us through, you know, their journey from when they were teenagers. And uh, he talks about the projects that he's working on now. And the last song uh, that you heard was one of those songs. So stay tuned for that interview after the break.
2: thing that I think is important and I'll kind of lead in with this in brief yeah. is getting information on the hip hop scene yeah. you know in the mid to late 80s yeah. in Zimbabwe and in probably
1: all parts all over africa was tough right because we didn't have the music in the record stores like you would like whitney houston you might have her album in a record store normally or michael jackson yeah
2: elton john Mm -hmm. but not hip-hop stuff Mm -hmm. so everything you got you had to search for find find relatives overseas to mail you something or record something Mm
4: And the same thing with the media, like the the magazines and everything.
2: So I remember we used to go to, there's like a place called United States Information System and they'd have Blues and Soul magazine Mm -hmm. from the UK. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a hip hop magazine, but occasionally they'd have some of the bigger and more popular hip hop artists. Mm -hmm. And then friends, by the same token, like having friends or relatives, overseas who could connect you with a magazine
5: yeah. you know so like uh, any you know those types of magazines and so I remember when we started seeing copies of Source it was like, oh my goodness, because it was dedicated to hip hop, mm-hmm. right? It was cover to cover rap
2: music, you know the latest artists, what they were doing, what were the latest records, reviews. So it was like pure gold, mm-hmm. and so we got copies of that, and we we're like, oh man, this is like a window into like what's happening in the streets, you know? Because yeah. um, if you looked at like a magazine like Word Up Magazine, it was kind of more poppy, mm-hmm. more you know fan fanzine, you know, it. Ain't doing and you know, these little, you know mm-hmm. it wasn't really like hip-hop centric even though you'd see like LL Cool J or whoever in, in those magazines so anyway yeah. we get the source and uh there was a writer called Dave Funkin Cly he mm-hmm. went by the name Gangster Limp and he wrote a column where he'd always shout out international hip-hop so he'd be like hey all my people all over the world you know send me a note and let me know what's happening in your part of the world with hip hop you know?
5: mm-hmm. people from Japan or people from different parts of Europe would be like hey this is what's happening so mm-hmm. of course we're like oh man this is an opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. to actually be in touch with somebody that's on the ground with hip hop yeah. and when I say send a note if it was now we'd send an email right yeah. and then we
2: literally send with <laughs> you know, five stamps on it Yeah. Um, and then mailing it and waiting a month to, to see if the person got the letter yeah. anyway so we call Corresponded with this um, gentleman called Dave Funkin Klein, And he said, oh, yeah, this is really cool. Because the other thing that happened right around that time, towards the late 80s, um, hip-hop was in a huge Afrocentric phase. Mm. So a lot of rappers were talking about back to Africa, mm. wearing medallions, wearing
1: dashikis, mm. um, and talking about, you know, uh, subjects like that. And so
2: it was exciting for him he was also working at red alert productions which was a production company that was working with the jungle brothers mm. queen latifah mm. uh, a, a group that was new coming at that time called a tribe called quest mm. that you know what would become the native tongues and so i mean like queen latifah so it was very relevant for yeah. him connecting with somebody from uh, some people some hip-hop fans But not only fans, also practitioners, right? We were rapping um, from Africa. So he was like blown away by that fact and so I'll just cut to the ending you know spoiler alert for everybody (laughs) after um, speaking with him he had said if we ever ended up in the US we should come over and talk to him Mm -hmm. because he was interested in what we were doing but obviously especially in those you know times before now technology is a lot simpler to do these things but Mm -hmm. at that point the only way for us to really even do anything was to be in the US and be at the same proximity and same place, and then kind of figure out if there was any possibilities or potential. And so, um, as fortune would have it, my brother came to the U.S. in 89, mm-hmm. and I followed him shortly thereafter in 1990. Mm-hmm. And so we met with this gentleman, uh, Dave Clyde Um who had we'd been corresponding with up to that point and we'd actually sent some demos and stuff and he was like oh this is really good you know that's kind of what prompted him to say you know if you're ever in the u.s it wasn't just like a come by and say hi it was more like oh you guys are actually really good like you guys have skills and Mm. talent and if you if you if you guys made it to the u.s maybe we could see if we could make something happen and so when i did know i was coming to the u.s i let him know like hey we're going to be there um, you know, we want to set up time to meet. He was like, "Yeah, you know, definitely look me up." Um, you know, this is where my office is. You know, this is my contact info. Mm. And so, when we when we got to the US, my brother and I got together, and we had some
5: rough demos and ideas. You know, the concepts were tight. Yeah, some really innovative things, mm. but we hadn't
2: had the best studios to work from.
5: Perfect. So we
2: went back into the studio. And this worked on a whole bunch of different ideas and concepts and fusion. Big thing being combining our African perspectives and musical and cultural influences into the music as, you know, young, you know, hip hop fans that it discovered and loved the culture and music in Zimbabwe so we had kind of our our own point of view and perspective and we wanted to share that Mm -hmm. and so that's 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 what happened I mean I I said long story short and then I told you the long version Mm -hmm. but still a because a lot happened
5: you know in between and in in the intervening monuments but that basically brought us to where we ended up dropping a EP with a major label, Hollywood Basic Records, that was mm-hmm. a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, you sort of get to um, you get to New York. I mean, you are how old are you at this point? You're like 16, 17 as well. So then that
2: so that's you know intervening time has passed. So when I came to
1: the U.S. in '90, yeah. I was like 18. Oh, you were like 18? You know, yeah, my brother was uh, a little older, mm. and, you know, we, we actually upstate New York, if people are
2: familiar with the land yep. of the land, so we're a couple hours outside New York City, uh-huh. um, and we catch a Greyhound bus, yeah, you know, which is kind of like the basic, cheapest form of transportation yeah. you can get to New York to yeah. go meet this person. Um, my first time, you know, hitting New York, yeah, uh, beyond passing through um you know going to new york uh and it was funny because you know we're you're young dudes we don't really know how the industry works mm. um so our biggest influence in how this thing was going to go down was a song by epmd called please listen to my demo where they talk about going into an office and so we are joking with each other we're like after you play the the demo and we're like bobbing our heads and jumping up and down and being excited we should look at each other and say where do we sign? <laughs> we are oh. Um, And we had on like dashikis and like beads and everything. But my uncle said, hey, you guys are going to look like tourists walking through the streets of New York. <laughs> so put on your jackets and don't reveal that you're like, you know, tourists. So, so nobody tries to mess with you. So, you know, we got out of Port Authority and walking down the street
5: asking for directions to, like, where the Red Alert Productions offices were. Yeah. And then once we got inside, we took the jackets off, we were in full regalia, <laughs> you know, ready to rock. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm assuming, I mean, at the time, like you say, like, like a, a lot of the hip-hop and a lot of, I, I imagine the scene at the time was, like, sort of based around Afrocentricity and, and so that was like kind of, you know, kind of acceptable at the time, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I mean, it blended in. And you know, hip hop always has a lot of different facets and different lanes and yeah. different, you know, things happening. But the Afrocentric movement was pretty strong at, the
5: t- you know, yeah. at that point.
2: Yeah. You
5: know, yeah. With yeah. groups like x Clan
2: and, you know, even you know, KRS and the things he was talking about, public enemy and, mm. and what they were talking about. And of course, like the jungle brothers, you know, talking about, you know, mm. um, how Africa was misportrayed, you know, just even in that double entendre with the name. Mm. And so that was the thing we were talking about too. Like, yeah, you know, do people know about Africa? And, and as well, because we were also in a kind of interesting position because we were, you know, originally from Zimbabwe, yeah. but we had been born in the u.s and then left Ah, at a young age and then grew up and so we were kind of figuring like hey there's a lot of commonality Mm -hmm. and unity between Mm -hmm. you know african people in the diaspora Mm -hmm. and african-american people here in terms of the things that people go through Mm -hmm. the struggles Mm -hmm. the the racism Mm -hmm. the oppression Mm -hmm. um and so a lot of that came through in the in the music and the rhymes Mm Yeah, so the first the first album was the first release. I'll say yeah, the first was release. an EP. Um, so extended play, like six song. I want to say yeah. Um, EP that the label wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a lead single, um, yeah. as you mentioned, called "Doing Damage"
1: in my native language. Yeah. And then another song called "To Be" or "Not to Be," mm-hmm. uh, talking about you know what people wearing. The african gear and talking about it is just the fashion
2: trend yeah they really understand mm-hmm. the, the meaning behind it and the mm-hmm. depth behind it mm-hmm. and that was uh the label wanted to like put out an ep see how it did you know how labels do they kind of want to test the waters and yeah. see how things look and everything and they, they do more than just a
5: single you mm-hmm. know but allow us to showcase a couple of different songs yeah and then You know, once that comes out, work on like a full length album thereafter. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was funny because doing damage,
2: like I have a a rhyme, a recent rhyme where I say, do me right. You know, I am the one first brother from the mother that did damage in my native tongue. You know, playing on the words native tongues. Circa 91, that's when it begun. I'm still doing this as long as I'm having fun. But um. It was one of those things where actually, and this is, I don't even know if I've mentioned this to people
1: in interviews before, but yeah. doing damage was just a lyric, you know, I can manage to do damage in my own language, mm. and they picked up on that, they're like, yo, that's dope, you should yeah. do a whole song or i doing damage in my native language, and the whole concept of that was like, you know,
2: flip a, a common phrase mm-hmm. in you know vernacular and then translated it to english you know back and forth yeah, um, yeah.
5: so like we have buys it means you trip in you know that yeah. kind of stuff that that <laughs> was naughty, they ask me what I'm doing and <laughs> you going mm. to tell them what are doing power to the people I'm you, I how to you yeah. know that kind of thing it was just like back and forth a little fun song it you know, is kind of absolutely roots, you yeah know, but still yeah. being hip and um and so it was crazy for me when i listened to the song because i you know like i obviously coming from south africa and i'm assuming you guys are speaking shona or debele in there and i understood like everything that you yeah yeah so that was like like, oh um and i've never heard that so it was that was crazy but i mean the album itself and i encourage everyone to to listen to it mind-blowing like mind-blowing and i think i think ahead of its time in a lot of ways and that's how i received it um and um so that that was uh that era and then yourself as a solo artist i guess do me um connect the dots in 2012 was that your first project
2: um so actually so I'll just wind down what happened as far as the Bible is just to so
5: rip the table, work on the EP, work on a full-length album. Yeah doing a lot of interesting things
2: and then as situations will occur mm-hmm. uh the label starts going a different direction unfortunately the gentleman who signed us he actually was dealing with a lot of um, health issues even oh. uh, the times when he, he signed the deal and he called himself gangster limp because he actually had like spinal you know oh. and bunch of stuff yeah um, so he passed away And um, even before that, it was kind of like, well, what's going to happen next? But once he passed away, like the person who brings you into the label, if they're not there to advocate for you, you know, all the other priorities get stacked up, and you just keep getting pushed further and further back. So then that situation ended up ending, um, or just being in limbo, and the album you never got completed. Um, So we were still trying to figure out. And then, almost as a play on words, we were saying to ourselves. Well, the other name of the group was super specific, right? Zimbabwe legit, like, yeah. everyone
4: immediately in mind
2: has, like, this is where they're from and this mm. is what I expect they'll sound like. So we went the opposite direction with the next group I formed mm-hmm. uh, with, involving my cousin mm-hmm. and called it Of Unknown Origin, O-U-O. Not because we didn't know where we were from, but because oh, yeah. people would always be confused
6: about where we were from. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I did that and got connected with our independent label out here, and then also through that met a whole bunch of producers and different artists. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, we we heard of Zimbabwe Legit or we, you know, familiar with your music and mm-hmm. wanted to collaborate. Um, so I did that record and then did another record. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. So then... Um, Uh, Met with this producer Cadence, did a project called Alternate Reality, Mm -hmm. and then uh, right as I was getting ready to do Connect, you know, uh, a solo record, um, another label came on the scene called Glow in the Dark Records, and they were like, yo, we understand there's like an uncompleted, unreleased, Zimbabwe legit full end album. Of The three songs, yeah. But
1: and then that's where the the Zimbabwe Brothers from the Mother ended up being reissued with all the songs, the additional songs that people had never heard.
5: And how many years? Um, so after, that was also good. How many years after it was recorded did this happen?
2: So this is like probably ten uh, over, little over ten years later.
5: So in the meantime, um, is that so? So in the meantime, this record becomes. It's, like, pretty rare, right? And I read somewhere that people were, you know, paying hundreds of dollars for it, you know, if and when they could find it as well.
2: Yeah, so for the original EP, because the original EP came back in the
5: old, in the classic era, so it came out on cassette. Yeah. Um, uh, believe it or not, it came out on vinyl. Yeah. And then it came out on CD
2: to uh, some extent. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the vinyl became like a hot ticket because mm. it also featured a remix by dj shadow, shadow and yeah so then he started blowing up
6: mm. because that was
2: actually his first well not his first but one of his, one of his first, first um, recordings on
5: wax oh, wow. and um, a label in the uk ended up doing something with it and so Off of the strength of that, the record just became like
2: highly sought after Mm. people, like you said, were like digging and finding for it. But of course, wherever there's a vacuum of, uh, you know, opportunists will jump in. So somebody bootlegged it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no money come into our pockets, and so they flooded the market with the bootlegs. So then that also sort of drove down the price of the the original, you know, cl- classic version. Um, people can you know usually identify it that are like pure collectors. But then there was just like copies of this EP mm. that used to be rare you know, flooded the market all to so UK, Japan, all over the West. Oh, are like, oh yeah, I got your record. Mm-hmm. I just picked it up in the store and I'm like, that's not the original. That's just like a
5: bootleg. Like, really, oh, yeah, it looks really good. Same cover and everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how this industry goes. Mm-hmm. And um, so, connect the dots. This is... Um, yeah, so yeah. let's c- connect the dots and connect the dots. <laughs> <laughs> Um so tell us about tell us about that project and, and, and where you were sort of mentally when you know like you know considering everything that's happened, where are you at this point? Two thousand and twelve, right? Is that is that is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like the time frame. Yeah. So um it's funny how time flies. Uh so yeah,
2: at that point, um, you know, I'm kinda like not wanting to just stay stagnant want to keep creating and i'm also connecting with a lot of MCs and artists uh from different parts of africa and you know doing shows and working with organizations that are doing things with a lot of artists in the diaspora as well Mm -hmm. as artists you know still back in africa and so on and worldwide really mm. and so i was thinking i was like "Well, what better way to like kind of bring everything full circle but to connect with like the best and the brightest in all the different pockets of you know the hip-hop scenes across africa mm-hmm. um and so i had a good friend that i'd met just on the scene and through performing from ghana that went by the name Moa,
5: and i was like yeah let's connect and let's do a song
2: yeah um and we did a song called Freedom. And then we
5: pulled in a brother from Botswana. Um, Is that Zeus? And so it's, it's Zeus, yeah. Yeah, I saw and his so name on there. Just, yeah. But yeah, so, um, and it was
2: great because it was kind of like each person was bringing a similar step perspective, but also a unique perspective because, mm. you know, we're not all monolithic in Africa, right? And each continent is, each country and our continent is distinct, but at the same time, we're all fans of hip-hop. Um, all the folks I was connecting with are very lyrically-minded and also very progressive in terms of what we were talking about, in terms mm. of, like, you know, standing up against oppression and, you know, speaking out and being an independent and not following trends. Mm. And so it just kept picking up steam from there i connected with um another group that's uh one of the pioneering uh groups from tanzania x plasters Mm -hmm. so we connected on a song um called all over the map um and it just kept picking up and picking up from there like you know just um you know just just good music really
5: you Mm -hmm. know just being able kind of to be free to kind of talk about anything and everything that I felt needed to be addressed. Yeah. Um. So it was it was really cool cool project. I uh, put it out independently, so it
2: was also me. Uh. You know, learning the ropes and figuring out how, without having a, a distributor or a major label behind you, you know how you put these things together and how you move product and you know get people to hear about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it was real cool. It was, mm-hmm. it was real cool, and just being able to kind of reach
5: back and, and work with you know artists you know from back home and you know see what they're bringing to the table and what they're saying you know i got um, eyewitness from senegal and mm-hmm. you know it was just crazy just how
2: like once you started the momentum just builds and builds and builds
5: mm-hmm. and uh, so your 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 brother akin Funk buddha uh is so he's yep. sort of working with you throughout as well right because i mean um i i saw something you did i mean this this is sort of fast forwarding again to 2018, I believe. Um, I, I I got to watch uh, what you did at the Kennedy Center, which was again like I like I'd never seen like a hip hop show like that. Um, you know, like I I watched this recently, and 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 you guys had the Bonsai Lab, and you had um, um, like you had a, a whole bunch of sort of artists from, you you know, you had a singer from, from, uh, India, I think Masala Beats, yep. um, yep. which was like, yep. and they had yeah. Bangra dancers mm. and, uh, djembe players. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. A brother from West Africa was playing the djembe. Mm. Mm. Um, had guitar, had a DJ, you know, mm. so like it's blending hip-hop with all these other different yeah. unique global influences mm, mm, that mm. a lot of hip-hop artists would sample. You know, there's a lot of hip-hop yeah. that samples like yeah. classic Indian sounds and yes. guitar and that kind of stuff. And mm. a lot of Bhangra, like the Jay-Z, mm. you know, song where he did with, you know, the Bhangra beats and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot
3: of crossover, but it's um, – you know, a lot of times on the fringes and
2: we'll bring it yes. to the
1: full And so, I termed that
2: concert um, Global Hip Hop Excursions because yeah. that's kind of been my experience with it. Like, yeah. seeing how it, it's influenced by and influences music and cultures worldwide
5: mm-hmm. since hip hop is so pervasive mm-hmm. and so yeah my
2: brother has been working we've worked together um
5: consistently really um mm-hmm. through a lot of live
2: shows as well yeah. um you know we get calls to come perform as zimbabwe hit um you know he performs individually i perform individually then we come back together as a group you know and make it a whole experience
1: and like you said um the hip-hop show is kind of unlike anything that you would see yeah you know it's very non-typical non-standard a Mm. whole lot of different elements a lot of dance a lot of energy Mm. a lot of incredible looking costumes Mm. uh, multimedia Mm. visuals Mm. Mm -hmm. and you know just super high energy and kind
2: of like the the format of how hip-hop started out you know just with that essence of you know, being uplifting and being positive and being, you know, energetic and involving, you know, all the elements, you know, not just rapping mm. for like an hour just standing in front of the mic. Like, mm. got people dancing, people doing mm. flips, got a DJ cutting and scratching, mm. got live, you know, drummer or guitar or whatever you want, you know, like a whole lot of different elements. Because by doing that too, it makes our show stay fresh and mm. also opens us up to enter a lot of um, spaces where people don't
5: traditionally go to see hip hop yeah. or haven't traditionally been, you know, the mm-hmm. main you know, for, you know, main venues where hip hop would be uh, viewed or heard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, speaking of, of all that, um, you tell us about your time in, in Thailand. So you, you, you were in Thailand um, um, teaching basically about hip hop, right? yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um i got the privilege and the
2: opportunity to do a residency um through this program called next level yeah. where they send um cultural ambassadors to different countries to um you know kind of do a cultural cross-cultural exchange um and so i got the opportunity to go with a team to tie and so with a producer uh dj and a b-boy breakdancer uh And then I was the MC and we basically went to two parts of Thailand um, for uh, close to a month teaching, you know, workshops, you know, with young people just on those elements. You know, each of us was uh, an expert in our own discipline. So I was teaching MCing, performance, rap, um, which is something I do as well outside of you know that trip yeah. is teaching workshops where we kind of you know show people how to rap but it's more than just oh this is how you write a rap song mm-hmm. or this is how you rhyme. Mm-hmm. it's projection it's stage presence it's performance it's mm-hmm. confidence it's mm-hmm. public speaking it's brainstorming so there's a whole lot of things that go into that um and then ultimately performing what the participants crafted in front of a crowd audience of, you know, local people to say, Hey, this is what we did. So that was like a really great experience. And I mean, it's a cliche, but I repeat it many times. It's like Biggie said, whoever thought hip hop would take it this far, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was in in high school in (laughs) Zimbabwe, would have never thought that somebody would be flying me to Thailand to teach people how to rap, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and perform. So it was great mm-hmm. to be able to share my art and see it evolve in that front main f- in that fashion, mm-hmm. and as well see how they embrace it, like yeah. you know how much they love the culture and how much they take to it, and also how they interpret it in their own way mm-hmm. and, and perform and and create. So that was a, a real great trip, real eye opening. You know, I think sometimes mm-hmm. when we leave our comfortable spaces or the places we know and go elsewhere and kind of see how people adapt you know we kind of realize too like a lot of stuff we take for granted you know what i mean we just think oh yeah there's another rap show oh yeah Yeah. there's another concert there's another artist there's Mm. another song and then you see people who love the
5: art maybe more than the people who invented the art you know
2: and respect (laughs) it like they've
5: got a a, a high
2: regard and respect Mm. for the art
5: Mm. And um so you've got your single dropped in May um, it, was, yeah. it was May of this year yeah Yeah and mm-hmm. so
2: there's a, there's a couple of them that I'll talk about yeah. um the most recent one called no Turning back and it's yeah. um, it kind of encompasses everything we've been talking about right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, I grew up. Listening to a lot of traditional music. That was what the family would play in the house. So everybody from Hugh Masakela to mm. Mary Makeba <laughs> and Smanje Manje Love
5: Mama Jaibana, Steve Kikana, <laughs> yeah. you know, on and on. And Lady Smith Black Mambazo, yeah. which was kind of unique
2: because of the acapella nature of, of the singing and the
5: style. Of course. And
2: man. so when I um, got connected with this group online. From Zimbabwe and Dosak the morning star. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, if we did like a, a collaboration mashup, that would be like incredible. And so and they're like, you know, renowned uh touring and award winning group. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was like, you know, communicated with them and they were really willing and open to to do do something. And so I was like, Yeah, let's work on this song. We coordinated you know, through phone calls on WhatsApp, yeah. exchanging uh, voice notes, <laughs> you know, sending messages back and forth of, you know, the concept, the idea. They'd send me some rough sketches, like, oh, is this what you're looking for? And then once we nailed it down, you know, I let them know this is kind of how I was going, so what I was looking for. Um, they went in the studio and recorded over there. Mm-hmm. And um, I went in the studio here, you know, they sent me their components, you know, their Multi part harmony, and um, I had an engineer put it all together, and that was the no turning back. And then we're like, somebody was like, Yeah, this would be even more incredible if y'all did some visuals to Mm. really show people like, this is how, you know, the, the, the two. Artists or two, you know, creatives came together, and so we shot a video for it mm-hmm. um, that's out now on YouTube, and it's getting some really, mm-hmm. really good reception mm-hmm. and really good um, feedback mm-hmm. um, from how it turned out. What yeah. we were able to do, especially considering it was filmed on two different continents,
5: of course, <laughs> two yeah. different times, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and um, what's uh, so what's what's next for 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 Dumi right um, and what's next for you know your brother Akin Frankboda as well who's obviously not here to uh, speak to us um, and I mean I, I like it does feel like you guys are like are doing so much which is incredible and I'm, like you said it's not just about you know rapping it's about like you guys are like true cultural ambassadors. And 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 you know you rep like you represent Africa as well wherever you go, which you know, and I mean that's what that's what appealed to me. That's like this is incredible. And what's next for you guys? What are you working on? Um, um, what you know for the future? So
2: um, I have a new album in the works. It's actually pretty close to done. Mm-hmm. Keeping it a little bit under wraps because I don't want to like. Yeah. tout everything about it and give away all the, the secrets and then yeah. people be like six months from now, hey, whatever happens you know, <laughs> some, some of the excitement but yeah. uh, sufficing to say it has some iconic hip-hop luminaries on it with me um, mm. because I really wanted to connect and build um, that's kind of been my thing with other like-minded artists yeah. in the same same vein in that mindset Um And it's, I mean, people say this, but it's my best work to date. Like it's the culmination of all these years of practicing and writing and recording and you hear a record and you like it and it's good, but you know, you could do better and you kind of want to top it. You know, as Mm. artists, you're always a perfectionist and always trying to do better. Mm. So this is super incredible. Um, I've got some, really interesting artwork and you'll notice from the album so like yeah. if you've seen connect the dots if you're seeing the doing it the right way mm-hmm. um which we didn't even touch on but that's another great gem for people to take a look at
5: doing mm-hmm. it the right way the right to right yeah. play on do me right yeah um you, there's always like
2: some interesting artwork and some vision and concept behind it so i think i outdid myself on this one i had an artist named arty Musoke um, okay from South Africa that actually drew the cover art for this. Um, mm. He's an incredible visual artist. Mm. So he did some like animation-looking, um, really wild, futuristic stuff um, mm-hmm. for this next album cover, and the album's like. Uh,
5: There's a single that came from it called This Is My Calling, which kind of just encompasses
2: everything Mm. that I've seen, Mm. everything that I've done and experienced. And I've got a line in there that said every time that I survived, I knew I took it as a lesson because in disguise, I realized that there might be a blessing, like Mm. even through the setbacks, you know, even when we stumbled, Mm. we've learned from it, you know, and come out better because of it. And we've got a story to tell out of it. So Mm. that's what a lot of this music encompasses. So we're definitely gonna keep on making progressive music mm-hmm. um, I'm also exploring some opportunities with music
5: licensing yeah. there have been some uh, interesting
2: things coming up there because you also have to adapt to the terrain and landscape the musical scene is changing mm. it's you know shifting towards streaming mm. less about downloads and even way much less than uh, about purchasing music. Mm. Mm. Um, I am going to put the album out on vinyl because I know that collectors still do appreciate having that physical product yeah. in, in vinyl. So yeah. it might actually come out exclusively for like a month or two on vinyl and then go to all the other um, uh, formats and platforms. Mm-hmm. And then with uh, Zimbabwe Legit, um, we'll still continue to perform live. Yeah. You know, um, that show, uh, there's something about it that people always love. Uh, people love to hear the classics. Uh, people always want to hear new new stuff, so we're gonna see if we can't cook some of that up too. Once we get past these next couple projects, the mm-hmm. uh, well, next couple um, initiatives, you know, get released. Um, just a lot of stuff. Um, I, I'm working with the Hip Hop Loves Foundation separately, mm-hmm. total separate endeavor yeah. on a project that's dropping in uh, mid July called "Stop Shooting," and it's about it's got artists from over 20 countries on it. It's a compilation and it's talking about, uh, gun violence, prevention and police brutality and, you know, standing up to what's going on and speaking out about the, the crisis we have with that. Mm. So just staying involved in a whole lot of projects. Uh, my brother's, uh, performing, teaching, um, and collaborating and, and doing a whole bunch of stuff as well. Mm. So, yeah, there's there's a lot
6: on the docket, like
2: more than I can imagine. Whenever I look back, people are like, well, "What did you do the last year during COVID?" I'm like, "Yeah, not so much." And then I list like ten different things <laughs> that ended up popping off. Yeah.
5: Like, yeah. Um... thank you so much, and um, we will definitely uh, follow your journey, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to to speak to us today, and um, and I'm sure everybody listening. Um, you know, there's there's lessons for all of us in. But we love your energy. We love what you represent. We love what um, uh, you and Akin Buda represent as a group as well. And yeah, we'll definitely follow your music. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity.
2: The um, folks out in Australia I have not had a chance to do any cultural exchange out there hopefully that'll be on the cards in the future Mm -hmm. Uh, but i just encourage folks to look me up d-u-m-i-r-i-g-h-t on all uh social media and you know music platforms so if you're on spotify apple music Mm. pandora wherever you listen to music it's d-u-m-i-r-i-g-h-t do me right same thing with social media facebook twitter instagram tiktok wherever you want to find me I'm there and that's where you'll see all the latest uh, visuals hear the music you yeah. know updates on what's coming mm-hmm. um, I'll be launching do me probably in the next uh, 30 days yeah. where i will kind of centralize all of that but yeah definitely have people check it out um, I pre- appreciate the op- opportunity to share my story I don't take it lightly mm-hmm. of the privilege of being able to do that and appreciate everybody listening and tuning in
6: Hope you all enjoy the music. Hey. When I'm, done, I'm in tempo go to your feet, and go go cam and go to racing. I bang usuzi fake. So go let cold drink I got to get the lele zigos, on perf molo maspi. I'm dancing, i going to show you how to get go to my I got drunk again, and go let it dance, pants. and am dancing, so got drunk, I look colorful. your back, to you go to your Ngokulo yahlabula khale nje ugcwele inzimbe sesiswa yile yangoma ukuthi i so nemi Mbili nzima, jengo bubo na matuna, bonge laika ya bangshi Lumduano semplani, yenu baba kewa mpiga kselemi Na nomsugulu masamba, gyo sali nngiu Ngiazi sisho sita, liki tunalindam nina wamshi yekan Lonum dan, we shall go put my funny door, Haga wabuye kai. Mdana miguzi, magno pele viggin ashi. Nkale lum so go la boyas colo in a lampile gotu seven zaganzi mbuba nexasel kagasi lo go to pument and go drifund green so nimdana minang yafisuba bang ta bazu go minang gangbalash. and danam
3: Nashanty, it's a so me,
6: Magnum mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, cool and wami, namga cooling nam poop. Ya toolang la le conzo nibesha ma hoop. Skalegis la nyonin like aya baskalegi samatuna ne le balenix so de la mingvalis. Bing a gondi look ja bo is. Ya toli some dana yonin tosu to alis. Namsa jim djana msa si you la last Sen Kunzi Mam Tanam, Say Limbuyamut, Anglassical Alam, and Labening is sold. What a thing for me in Jabulangi
3: To fall down, and we were underwater. Let it fall, let it fall, let it
4: fall down. Let it fall, let it fall, let it fall down. And the rain fell down, washed me head to toe. Up on the clouds with no. The rain types of beat on the roof, we connected I'm not a weatherman, but an optimist flexing Stick out your Ooh, tongue or a taste of the heavens oh
3: mentira que